Good morning. This is the ancient Texan. We're going to talk a little bit about Trumpism. Um, a lot of this is comes from a guy named Thompson that that wrote about this in the in the 80s. So I give him credit. He at least planted the seed for a lot of this uh, these thoughts. What is Trumpism? Um, it's called a lot of things like nationalism. Imagine some derogatory things too. Trumpism capitalizes on the seeds of discontent that a lot of um, steel and coal miners, mineral workers, uh, people in manufacturing have seen their jobs go away. They typically are not college educated. They earn their livings with their hands or with a trade. When their jobs went away, uh, which were good jobs, I mean jobs that paid enough money that you could raise a family on and have, you know, buy a house and a car and uh, live pretty well. Most of them were good enough that your wife didn't have to work. Uh, and there used to be a lot of these jobs in America uh, that then got outsourced. Uh, got lately they get they don't get outsourced. Automation eliminates them. So these people, once they lost these jobs, didn't have the education to, you know, become an AI tech or anything of that sort they ended up working for Amazon and Walmart um, minimum wage type jobs so they're going from you know 30 bucks an hour to 7 bucks 11 bucks even 15 bucks compared to what they had as you know uh, a, a lot less most of these are white males and so uh, they went from being somebody and having something to being nobody and struggling to make ends meet. A lot of them ended up on the streets, ended up in jobs uh, that were dead end, going nowhere, making no money, no hope. So these are the people that Trump has tapped into. It's surprising the Democrats have ignored this group of people. And the best I can tell are still ignoring them. We're going to look at this uh, in a little more more detail. This is the first segment. This is the ancient Texan on Trumpism, part one. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan, and this is Trumpism Part 2. The Democrats have, you know, largely just butted head-ons with Trump without really understanding why he has an appeal, who who's attracted to him and why. And they pick out some things like racism and stuff, which is 
some people, that's probably their motivation. But there's a core group that we're trying to understand. Uh, Hillary called these people the deplorables. Um, these deplorables think that people like Hillary get uh, deals and favorite treatment. Um, these people are also very much down on the trade deals because that was part of what lost their jobs. And there's a guy named Thomas Thompson, I think. I'll give him credit in the written portion of this uh, podcast. He saw Harley Davis bike riders, you know, just what we'd call bikers. And he studied them and tried to figure out, you know, what, what held them together, what made them a group, what was their common beliefs. Um, a lot of them were uh, from Vietnam and they'd come back and been kind of rejected by society. Um, they had a disdain for correctness and for elitism and being proper. Um, they wanted to strike fear like they put swastika signs on their body and tattoos and stuff, not because they believe in uh, fascism or, you know, or supporter of Hitler. They did it because it scared um, the normal person. And they united around um, Harley-Davidson bikes. Um, and in the 80s, competition from Asia, you know, had sent bikes over here, Honda, Hitachi, all these little Asian bikes that were more efficient, more powerful, more cost-effective. They're essentially just better bikes. Um, but the bikers united around Harleys because they're American-made. They're an American bike, and they. One thing about um, loyalty is very high up on the values, both you know Trumpites and also the the bikers. Um, so they stuck with this product even though um, they could get more bike for less money. Because it was American-made, loyal. It was something that they united around. And if you think of a biker, and think of them riding down the street on a Harley, they want to stand out. They want you to be afraid of them. They want to destroy the elitism, the, the liberal, um, that they blame for um, turning the United States against them, for destroying the kind of life that they grew up on and knew. They want to push back against elitism, against liberals. Um, so when you apply this to Trump followers, they look at Trump 
as an agent, an agent to push back and destroy the system that has destroyed and ignored them. Oh, so, you know, the Hillbilly Elegy is a book um, that kind of outlines this in more detail. But these are the, the Trumpers. So that that's um, part two of this segment. You know, looking at the bikers as an example of the, you know, the first Trumpers. And we'll come back with part three of Trumpism. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Uh, This podcast is about Trumpism. It's going to be done in four parts. What are the seeds of discontent that started Trumpism? Why are the Hells Angels, the, the bikers, why are they the first Trumpites? What's common to them and the Trumpites? Who's on Trump's team? Who's the us and them? What's Trump's game plan? Simple enough. We're going to break it down and look at Trumpism. This is the ancient Texan, and this is the introduction to Trumpism. Yo. This is the ancient Texan. This is part three on Trumpism. This section we're looking at who's the Trump team. When Trump thinks of this is us and you are the them, who's his us? His us are hardworking, typically white males who have been disenfranchised lost their jobs, been laid off, um, don't have the education, don't have the culture to fit into this new modern world. The them are those that took the jobs from them. For instance, when they think of immigrants, they think of somebody coming over to get the jobs that would have been their jobs and they would have paid better if the immigrants had not come in. They think of the Mexicans where a lot of factories have been outsourced. They think of blacks that got jobs through affirmative action or got into college. To them, they think of China where so much of the outsourcing has been done. The them is the college kids and their elitism and their families that had the money to send them to college. They think of the them 
as the liberals with all of the answers the liberals that believed in open trade the liberals that said nothing the democrats that said nothing when their jobs were being outsourced the liberals that made the trade agreements along with the republicans although Republicans seem to get a pass on that one. They typically think of the us uh, might include the military and the soldiers who come back uh, after serving their country and have PTSD um, that don't fit in, that don't have a job. They also think of the military as part of them because it's loyal, defending the country, defending the status quo, defending what was, what was America the greatest. For them, America is no longer the greatest. It's not a place where they have hopes. And all the thems that took it away and sometimes I think this comes out more racism, like the them of Mexicans. And sometimes it is, I'm sure. But often it's the them, the Mexicans, that took away the jobs. And the same thing gets applied to any immigrant that's coming in. Um, whether he's a college student or a Muslim. It's the them that's taken away their way of life that they knew their culture is changing and they don't have the inclination, the will, the skills to change with the world. They're simply left behind. So they're resentful of anybody that's coming in, changing America away from the America they knew where they had a job and they were somebody. Ancient Texan, part three on Trumpism. Namaste. Yo, this is the Ancient Texan, part four. Now you know how Trumpism got started and who the Trump team is. What's the Trump game plan? Of course, the first is to put down the them, those that took the job from them, Mexicans, blacks, Chinese, college kids, the liberals with the answers that approve the trade deal. Put all those people down, confront them, be angry with them, be tough on trade with China, Mexico. You can see that in Trump when he threatens people that move plants out of the U.S. Apple right now, he's threatening a tariff on them because they get plant parts from China. Harley Davis, they moved some plants overseas. Carrier closed some plants and went to Mexico. Trump um, has at least, you know, what he lacks in policy, he, you know, uses the bully pulpit probably better than anybody ever has. 
Oh, immigrants, the ones that are coming in and in their mind taking the jobs. He fights that with his rhetoric on the wall, the border. All the cheaters that are coming across the border. All those that are not following the rules. He targets um, what many consider as the welfare cheaters, those that don't deserve it. And he likes to make fun of the elite, uh, the ones that, the liberals, the ones that have so much. And his game plan uh, is to be like a reality TV drama, to soak up all the airwaves, the attention, make it a show. Uh, he wants to break the rules. He wants to tie up the media, get it talking about him all the time. He wants to control the agenda. He can even do this by lying. He wants to talk about immigration because his base doesn't like the immigration. He wants to talk about trade, China, tariffs. Those are his strong points. And you'll pretty much do anything to get the attention. And along this line, it would actually be much to his advantage to be impeached right now and tie up the TV talking about him, however outrageous it is, for the next two years. And we know the, or we believe the Republicans are not going to kick him out of office when it goes to the Senate. So it'd just be a show in the House that would drag on for two years, keep Trump in the limelight. I suspect he actually would like that. So, you know what looks like a a bumbling fool up there has actually made, certainly made fun of the media and controlled them and pretty much controlled the Democrats all um, of America. He's kept us talking about what he wants to talk about, his strong points. Immigration, the wall, trade, those that are taking things away from the Trumpites who have been disadvantaged. So to kind of wrap this up, we have the Trumpites, or the disenfranchised, that have been laid off, lost their jobs, lost their way of life, and have no way, from their point of view, to get back to where they were. And at some point, those kind of jobs are not around anymore. Trump is their agent. Trump is the guy that's standing up to everyone 
that was a part of changing the world that they lived in. Trump's game plan is to talk about the issues that these guys are upset about. Losing their job to overseas. All the people, the elites, the liberals that have made fun of them, that have called them the deplorables. And their overall game plan is just to kind of destroy, to throw a wrench into the whole system, slow it down, stop it. Um, to give the elites, the liberals, heartburn. Sounds to me like he's doing a pretty good job of carrying out his game plan. And we're doing a pretty good job cooperating with him. This is the ancient Texan. And I hope you'll rethink some of the way we're approaching Trumpism. Think about what is the plan for all the people that have been disenfranchised by outsourcing, by automation, by those that didn't have the resources to go to college and spend, you know, roll up a $100,000 debt or had such crappy education growing up that they weren't able to go to college because they didn't learn and have a chance to learn in grade school and high school or they didn't take the chance because they had such a crappy culture at home or they lived in Chicago or wherever and outside their house it wasn't safe. What is our plan for the disenfranchised? And it's not something that's going to get less with time. Uh, automation is going to bring us more of this. I've just wrote a book, California 2084, where I'm looking at what do we do as more and more of us are disenfranchised. What's our plan? What's the Democrats' plan? There's one guy in the election, I'll let you figure out who it is that's addressing this for the Democrats. The rest of them, uh, they're mostly talking about how bad Trump is. Well, there's a lot to be said that's negative about Trump. But the one thing to be said is he understands the stands the Trumpites and where they're coming from. And he's their advocate. Uh, and we can call them the deplorables and think of them that way. But there's going to be more of them. And we need a game plan that's humane um, and that recognizes the loss that they've incurred. And of course, it's too bad this moment in history, being a white male is not going to get you much sympathy, whether you've lost your job or not. Just because your world has been destroyed as you know it, you're not happy. Well, but there are people just like the rest of us, and we need to understand where they're coming from, what's driving them, and instead of us painting our picture of 
what motivates them and what they're like. At least listen to them and try to understand the world they're coming from. Try to understand their story as they tell it. This is the ancient Texan, and I hope this was a little informative. And of course, I'm not the expert. Just my thoughts, the thoughts of the ancient Texan. Namaste.